Good evening and welcome to Direct Impact Broadcasting, the station of growth and transformation. Affiliate of Creative Broadcasting presents Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson with your host, Taiwana Wilson, as she welcomes her guest to the studio. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson. I am your host and leadership mentor, Tywana Wilson. If this is your first time tuning in to Leadership Tidbits, thank you so much for tuning in. You are in for another amazing show with another amazing mentor. So come on in Make sure you introduce yourself so that we can welcome you in properly. So come in, let us know where you're coming in from. And then I will bring our mentor on. But as you know, today is Tuesday. So we also released another episode of Elaborate Topics podcast, where we had an amazing guest on that show so be sure to check it out on directimpactbroadcasting.com or your favorite podcast platform so without further ado i am excited and happy to bring on our mentor tonight kendra hey hey (laughs) how's it going (laughs) it is going well i am excited to have you here in the studio with us sharing your tidbits with all of the viewers or listeners whoever will be getting this podcast or the audio version depending on when they get this and so with all of my mentors i like to to tell our guests where they are coming in from because we i tell my guests that i bring them mentors from all around the world and i know tonight is no different so where are you coming in from I am from a tiny remote mountain town in British Columbia, Canada. (laughs) So we have Kendra here all the way from Canada, which is pretty cool. My last, I think two or three mentors were from Canada, different parts. Oh, that's fun. (laughs) Yeah. So very exciting. I've had somebody even here from, where were they from? It was, I mean, it was a whole totally different day where they were from and i'm like it's dark here and it was like three o'clock in the afternoon there so that's so international (laughs) i know so we do have miss diane who's joining us she's an entrepreneur she's the owner of christie collections in cincinnati ohio so please check her out she's doing some amazing things she has some amazing products Uh, My daughter is laying on her amazing product now, which is a beanbag that has all kind of awesome sayings on there. I am beautiful and letters and numbers and all kind of stuff. And it's super comfy. So even we like it (laughs) to lay on. So thank you, Miss Diane, for joining in. She's over on the LinkedIn platform. So let me introduce you all and read a little bit about our mentor today. So Kendra is a former multiple six-figure functional health coach turned online business strategist for health and wellness coaches and practitioners. She is on a mission to stop health coaches from being broke, 
AF. (laughs) (laughs) Build booming six-figure businesses that they love. She has helped hundreds of coaches grow their practices, attract consistent clients, and blow up their bank accounts. Now, I don't know about y'all, but who don't want their bank account blown up? (laughs) She is the creator of the Health Coach Accelerator, which turns scared, scattered, and self-conscious coaches into confident, focused, and high-performing health entrepreneurs. She is also the founder of the Group Program Academy, which teaches coaches to scale their income and impact with online group coaching programs. Kendra has been featured in Ariana Huffington's Thrive Global, CEO Blog Nation, and Authority Magazine for her expertise on sales. When she isn't getting fired up about business and marketing, you will find her indulging in her love of adrenaline sports in the remote mountains of beautiful British Columbia, Canada. Ooh. <laughs> well, this is going to be exciting. So talk to us a little bit. I know I read your bio, but talk to us a little bit more about what exactly you do and how did you get into this this space? Yeah, so I kind of got into the space almost by accident. I got first got interested in alternative health in my early 20s when I uh, got birth con- or uh, took birth control and got cystic acne after taking this pill and no doctor could help me. They wanted me to be on more birth control, antibiotics, Accutane, and it just really didn't resonate with me. So I started getting really passionate about alternative health and diet and lifestyle and that sort of thing. And that went on for a few years. And then in my kind of later 20s, when I moved to the town that I live in now, and I moved here to ski, and my first season skiing here, I was actually approached by a guy at the bottom of the ski lift. And he said, hey, you're a really good skier. Do you want to be in photos and movies? And I was like, yes, (laughs) yes, I do. And I started envisioning this really glamorous lifestyle of, you know, getting paid to ski, traveling the world and I skied my whole life and I was very passionate about it. So I I thought that would be really amazing. But, you know, that ultimately led to me pushing myself pretty hard with skiing. And at the end of that ski season, I jumped off a cliff, kind of balance was off. And I ended up uh, tearing my uh, ligament in my knee and I ended up needing reconstructive surgery, which was pretty hard, pretty depressing. It kind of ended those dreams to be a professional skier. And then on top of that, I was working my career in forestry. So I would work in the summers so I could take the winter off to ski. And it's a very physical job, right? I'm tramping around the bush. I'm, I was fighting fires. I was planting trees. I was doing all kinds of things out in the bush. And the, um, you know, having a broken knee was a really big deal. And so I kind of spiraled into a bit of a depression because I couldn't ski, I couldn't work. I ended up on medical unemployment for a year and a half. And something about that really hard time really triggered this major health crisis that I ended up having for almost eight years. And it started off with insomnia. It ended up with this really deep chronic fatigue. And so I was having all kinds of issues and I didn't know what to do with my life and I didn't know what to do with my health. And so I was doing a lot of researching and I was listening to a podcast one day and the guy was talking about his certification program. He's like, you know, anyone can get certified as a coach and, you know, learn how to interpret these different lab tests 
And at that point I was eating perfectly. I had really great lifestyle. Like I was doing all the things, but I still felt like crap. So I was like, okay, I need testing. I need to run the tests, see what's going on. And I figured, well, maybe I should do this certification program because I could not only help myself, but maybe this would be a career for me as well. And so I took that program and that was in um, 2014. And I decided to build this health coaching practice in the middle of this health crisis, which was kind of crazy. And so I built that business over about five years. And in 2019, I, I honestly got a little bit burnt out. Like I was really heavily focused on client health. And then I was really heavily focused on my health and had really improved my health, but something was still stuck. And so at that point I was like, I just need to do something different. Like I'm just too overwhelmed with this. And so I had also realized that I really liked the business. I liked the tech. I liked the marketing. I loved the actual building part of the business. So I transitioned over to helping health coaches build their business. And then I ended up hiring my own health coach and then getting diagnosed with Lyme disease. And essentially that's what had been going on all those seven years was uh, undiagnosed Lyme, Lyme disease causing this really deep chronic fatigue. And so I started doing that in 2019, working with health coaches to build their business. And then through working with this functional health coach, uh, managed to heal and get rid of the chronic Lyme disease. Wow. Wow. Well, praise <laughs> God that you are okay and were able to pivot. I know a lot of times people aren't able to pivot, especially when they've had, you know, you were in forestry and you were into the adrenaline sports with the skiing and that could have been life shattering for somebody. Mm -hmm. So to be able to pivot in not just your career, but start a business and then go in to help others. I think that is pretty inspirational. And I know people that are watching this podcast or listening to it uh, when they find it on the podcast aggregators will be just like you, how it was when they heard, well, how it was when you heard that person talking about a certification because mm -hmm. especially after COVID, a lot of people are, are pivoting, especially yes. now more than ever. So I think that's a very interesting journey. So talk to us a little bit about your successes as you have went through your business career and what has it taught you? Yeah. So, I mean, I think what it's really taught me is that success is not a linear journey and it's very similar to health, right? Um, I always thought, you know, oh, you start working on your health and you feel better and you feel better and you feel better, but really it just looks like this. It's like all over the friggin' place. It's this huge scribble. It has all kinds of stuff going on and it's very complex. And I found success was very much that as well. As I'm sure you're aware, there's no such thing as overnight success for 99.999% of people. And I think really I learned that it's a journey and it's ongoing, right? It's not like you hit the peak of that mountain and you just stop and you're done. You're like, oh, I'm successful. I can put that badge on and say I'm a success. I think success is an ongoing journey and it, it truly comes down to how you define it because success looks differently for everyone. And what was really important for me was stepping outside like the conventional idea of success. And in business, it's very much like money-based, right? Success is money. I've got the six-figure business. I hit 10K. Oh, now I'm at six figures. Now I'm at seven figures. And what I sort of learned from that is that while money goals are great and it definitely gives you an ego boost to hit them, 
-hmm. they're also very unfulfilling. You know, it's like, I wanted to hit the 5k month and then I hit the 5k month and I was like happy for an hour. And then I was like, okay, 8k. And then I hit the 8k month and then happy for an hour. And then you're kind of over it. So I've really had to redefine what success looks like for me. And for me, it's, it's more about the lifestyle, right? And that that's the success for me is being able to lead the lifestyle that I lead and have the time to focus on friends, family, outdoor sports, nature, that sort of thing, and, and sort of building my business and the way that I make money around that versus like just going for those income goals. I think that's very important too, that you mentioned that because whether it's in your business or in your career, success is going to look different and it's not always about money. So I'm mm -hmm. in, my background is healthcare and I'm in laboratory medicine. And so like most healthcare careers at this point is facing an extreme uh, amount of staff openings, burnout, mm -hmm. low staffing. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. what most people tend to say is that, well, if we pay more, we will have more people in the industry. And it's really not about just money, right? I mean, mm -hmm. the money is a tool to what? Freedom, trinkets, experiences, whatever that is for you. So I think that's mm -hmm. important that you mention identifying success for yourself, whether it's in your business or it's in your career. Now, I know that you were working and then kind of transitioned to entrepreneurship and so some of our, our viewers and listeners could be thinking that same thing, like, well, I'm working and I, I have a passion for helping others in the coaching space, whether it's uh, health coaching or physical coaching or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give them or what steps should they kind of think about as, as if they prepare to make that transition? But sometimes they hear a lot of different stuff. Like I said, we have <laughs> career professionals on here and they may be thinking like, look, I want to be an entrepreneur and I think I just need to quit because some experts are telling them they just need to jump all in. I don't know if that's the case or not, but what would you say that they need to think about as they may be considering transitioning to entrepreneurship? Yeah, well, I think entrepreneurship is the greatest gift that the universe has to offer, personally. I think it's amazing. And I think if people are into it, they should go for it. I mean, I don't think entrepreneurship is for everyone. And some people really like the, um, you know, just to have that nine to five job and that regular paycheck. And there's nothing wrong with that if you want that. But if you don't resonate or align with that lifestyle, which I never did my whole life. I remember in high school, in career class, I was just like, none of this sounds fun to me. I hate this nine to five thing. Like I hated it. And all my friends were like, I'm gonna be a teacher. I'm gonna be a lawyer. And I was like, I just don't want to do this. Like, and you know, at the time, this is in like the early 2000s, entrepreneurship was never presented as an option. Like it really didn't become on my radar until in my late 20s. But I would say like, if you don't resonate with that lifestyle, absolutely pursue entrepreneurship, but I don't think it needs to be an all or nothing game. And I think that's actually where people can go wrong with it because the truth is building a business takes time and it's not going to happen in six months. It really doesn't. Like if you see someone online who says it happened in six months, good for them. That's great. They're an outlier. It takes time and it can take years and there's nothing wrong with that if it takes that long, but 
you have to understand that. And I would prepare for it to take a few years. I would say the first three years are really tough. And so when it comes to money, you want to make sure you're taken care of, right? And so you might have a full-time job and you're thinking about entrepreneurship. Well, there, there can be a middle ground and that might be like reducing your hours, getting a part-time job, something to kind of keep you afloat while you start building your business. And this is what I did. Um, I actually started working for the certification program that I got certified with for, I think, three years, doing about 20 hours a week. And that was great uh, because the problem is if you don't have the money and you're really stressed out about paying your bills, which can happen when you go full-time in your business, you end up in this like desperation vibe energy, right? Where you're just like, ah, I need a client and you work with the wrong people. And it's not a fun experience to work with someone who's the wrong fit. And you, you know, you undervalue and it can just be really stressful. And I think, um, you know, marketing, yes, it's strategy and all of that, but I think there's a big energetic component to it. And like the energy that you actually put out there. And there's a lot of magic and alignment that can come from detachment and just detaching from the outcome and not needing everything so much. And I would say that's really hard to do when you are just like, okay, I just like quit my corporate job and now I'm going to build my business. And I got six months of money and hope, hope it works out. Right. And so maybe you're in a position where you've saved up a lot of money and you can actually have a nice nest egg to, you know, let it run for a couple of years or three years. And I think that's great. Not everyone is in that situation. And so I think there's nothing wrong with just kind of gradually easing into it. I was able to build to six figures, you know, working part-time in my business. So you can do it. You just have to be really intentional with your time. Right. But I think that money piece is really important because like I said, like marketing is such an energetic game. And if you're desperate, then people sense that. And maybe they don't sense, know what they're sensing, but they're like, something about this chick, something about this dude. Like, it just seems off. Like something's off. Right. Like no one wants to work with a coach who like desperately needs them and is like, Hey, I just like really need you, you know, like nobody wants that. So I think like that's the first step is just, um, sorting out the money issue, whether it's a part-time job, whether it's reducing your hours at your current job, if that's available to you and, or, or saving, having enough money saved up to kind of get you through because while some people might do it in a year, other people might take three years to do it for sure. Those are good points. I, I like that how you talked about, you know, potentially reducing your hours, basically coming up with your plan and, and working that plan. And so, you know, whether that's saving money and, and figuring, you know, maybe in two years, you know, I'm going to do this full time. But I think that was a great strategy. Mm -hmm. And so I know, too, with, you know, being an entrepreneur or planning to, to be an entrepreneur, it definitely comes with a different mindset, right? Mm -hmm. And having a, a, a mental shift, because when you are, as they say, a, a W-2 employee, you know that you're getting paid every two weeks or once a month or what, whatever is your pay structure. And you're working for somebody else and, and the lines are more black and white. But in the entrepreneur space, there's a lot of gray, right? Yeah. And do you don't know when the next pay may come. So talk to us a little bit about, you know, not just having your plan, but that mental shift, that that energy, as you talked about, how, mm -hmm. how people need to think about that, too. So building a business is the biggest course in personal development that you will ever do in your life. And most people don't know that going into it. I didn't know that going into it. And that's what is really hard about entrepreneurship. 
the business building, it's strategy, it's data, it's numbers, it's analysis. Like it's very um, kind of cut and dry. Like it's actually the easy part about building a business. What is um, the hard part about building your business is working through your own shit. And hopefully I can swear. <laughs> um, and, um, and, and that's because nobody is building a business inside their comfort zone. And like you just said, like, you don't always know when the next money is coming from, especially in the beginning. Yes, you can get your business to a point where it is consistent and it's reliable. Like that is definitely available, but it, it won't happen in the beginning. So there's all this discomfort that comes in running a business, not only the, well, where am I going to get my money from? But the fact that like, you don't build a business in a comfort zone and there is a lot of uncomfortable things you need to do, like putting yourself out on social media, marketing your business, like showing up on live video or live streaming like this, or, you know, having uncomfortable conversations with clients. You have someone who is like, yeah, I want a refund because your program sucked. And you're like, oh God, like this feels horrible. Right. Or someone on social media is just like, you know, says something about your appearance or thinks your advice is stupid or wants to kind of get into it with you. Like, there's a lot of things that happen that are really uncomfortable and, and it's triggering and it triggers all of your shit. And it could be things from childhood, things from a very long time ago that you're like, I thought I dealt with this and now it's all coming up and it's very normal. It's not a bad thing, but I think that really throws people off because they're just like, I, I was really excited to build this business, but now I feel gross and I feel yucky and I'm scared and I don't like the way I'm feeling. And it, it's, it's really a part of the journey and you know, it's, it can be hard, but it's also amazing because if you are open to embracing it and open to receiving the lessons from it, then I mean, not only can you build this amazing business that you love, that gives you the lifestyle that you want, but it actually pushes you to be a better version of yourself and a better person and to show up differently in your life and your relationships as well. And it's really, truly amazing, but it's good to know that going into it because there's a lot of things about building a business that just don't feel good, right? There's rejection. There's, oh God, I've got to do this live video or, you know, I posting your content, like you're really putting yourself out there. So there's this whole different mindset. It's not like, you know, in a regular job where you just kind of put your head down, do the job and, you know, get a thumbs up at the end of the day. And you're like, great, now I get to go home for the weekend. You know, it's, it's just a totally different mindset. Like you're the only person who is in charge. You're the boss and nobody's holding you accountable. And unless you you know, set yourself up for success and are aware of these things. Like that's the stuff that holds people back. And that's the only reason I see people really fail in business. It's because they get in their own way. That was good. And you're right. They, they don't teach you that anywhere, but yes, you have, there's a level of vulnerability that you don't have working for somebody else mm -hmm. that you do have working for yourself. And so I think that was a great point that you mentioned that, yeah, you have to put yourself out there. Yes, you're going to experience rejection. You're going to experience failure, all of that that comes with it. And so, yeah, that could be for some people the, the hardest part of it. So I want to get into mm -hmm. that failure a little bit more, but we do have a little bit of feedback from our audience. So I want to make sure that we uh, include them in the, in the discussion. So Carl is tuning in from New Jersey. So welcome, Carl. And he said he was looking forward to our awesome conversation. 
So if something is of interest to you, make sure that you drop it in the comments or if you have any questions, drop it in the comments and we'll make sure that we include that here on the show. And Christy said, as you were talking about the why and money isn't the sustainer, she was talking about she would like to build generational wealth. So going back to that why, Mm -hmm. because as you said, when you hit that 5K month, 8K month, 10K month, it's going to be, it may be temporary if that's not your real why for your Mm -hmm. business. So you talked a little bit about, you know, that whole being vulnerable and putting yourself out there. And with that, being an entrepreneur, especially a newer entrepreneur, well, really new or a veteran entrepreneur or in your career, you're going to have some failures. So I like to make sure that my mentors talk about that, some failures that you had along your journey and what did you learn from it? Because people might see you, Kendra, today and say, well, she doesn't understand the journey. She's at point Y. She's already had a multi six figure business and, you know, she doesn't understand. She didn't have that. And so talk to us a little bit about some of the, the failures that you had and your learning lessons from them. Yeah. Well, I've had a lot of failures. (laughs) I still continue to fail. Um, You know, every week there's a failure, but one of the biggest ones that comes to mind was when I tried to launch my first course. And this I believe would have been back in maybe 2016. And I started out with one-on-one coaching, which is a really great place to start. It's easy. You don't need a lot of infrastructure. You're just kind of selling your consulting, your coaching, your information. But I always knew that I wanted like a course model or like a group program sort of coaching model. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to start this course. And I spent maybe almost eight months creating it. It was called Hormone Power. At the time, I was helping women with their hormones and balancing their hormones. And I created this entire course. I had this huge launch. I did a five-day challenge into a webinar, which is a very like complex like launch model. You have to create a ton of content. And I spent all this money on Facebook ads. I think I spent, um, you know, at the time, I think maybe I spent three or $4,000, which was huge for me. Like I wasn't making more than a couple thousand dollars a month. So I had this, you know, what I considered a huge budget. I had this Facebook ad that went totally viral. I had hundreds of people show up for my first webinar, like almost crap my pants. I was so scared, but the webinar went so well and I was so excited and the webinar finished and I was just like, ready to get all those notifications from Stripe. And I was like, yes. And I had um, post-its that said $15,000 all over my office. I was trying to like manifest it. And I, it had never occurred to me that I wouldn't make $15,000, but I didn't even make one sale. (laughs) 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 And I was just like, I was perplexed. Like, I was like, I don't, I don't get it. Like I, I did all the things. Like I did the launch, I did the webinar, like I did all of the things. And as the launch went on, like just nothing was happening, nothing was happening. And then I tried relaunching it, I think three more times and I got no sales. And that was really hard for me because I was totally unprepared for that failure because I really thought that I was just going to crush it. You know, I'd done all the reading, I'd researched all the strategies and all of that. And um, I just didn't get the success. So it was really a moment of like fetal position on the bathroom floor crying because I just was like, I can't believe I failed. 
And it was a really tough thing to go through, but I think it was a really important moment in my business because I learned um, some really important things. And I think the first thing I learned was the importance of actually listening to your audience. And for anyone who wants to start a business, like your business is not about you, it's about them, right? And the people of whom you help. And you cannot sell something to someone that they don't want, right? Or you cannot solve a problem that people don't think they have. And this is big for anyone who's in health, right? Because uh, we're more aware of like the deeper issues that people have, but they're aware of the superficial issues that they have, right? So they're like, you might be like, well, you need to detox and you're trying to sell them detoxification. And they're thinking, well, I'm just tired or I just want to lose weight, right? And so the problem with the program is I was selling them what they needed and not what they wanted. And I wasn't talking to them and I wasn't asking them not only like, what problem do you want to solve, but like, how do you actually want to work with me? And as it turned it out, turned out my audience really wanted more intimacy with me. They didn't just want like a DIY course that they just consume the information. But I didn't know this because I didn't spend the time actually getting to know them and creating those really deep and important connections and relationships with them, which is just critical in any business is really understanding the person of whom you serve. So I spent all this time creating this thing that no one actually wanted. And I could have known, but I never asked them. Right. And so that's the big lesson that I learned. And what I actually did was speak with them. I spent a bunch of time doing market research. I booked calls with people just to interview them and understand what they wanted. And then six months later, I launched another program, which was more of like kind of a higher touch group coaching program that actually did quite well. And that was amazing. I was so happy, but I couldn't have had that success without that big failure. And the other thing that, you know, this might be helpful to people in the audience who are thinking about a business is once you realize that failure is not to be avoided, but it's actually the point, everything gets easier. And that was a big thing that I learned from that. I think we don't like failure because it doesn't feel good. And we create a lot of stories in our head around it. And we're like, oh, it means I suck. And I'm a terrible coach. And I shouldn't be doing this. And what am I thinking? I'm a fraud. All of those crazy things that go through our head. But really, like failure is what we are going for. It's the whole point of a business. Because you don't get it right the first time out of the gate. No one does. Not even the big entrepreneurs that have multiple seven-figure businesses. Uh, the first time they create anything new, it's not the best version of it, right? And so failure is the only thing that allows you to learn. And so I do my best to celebrate my failures and almost think of them as just like learning rather than failure. That was good. It, it made me think of a lot of different things too. You know, you went through and you, like you said, you did the, the the reading and you understood the concept but you and you did the work somewhat, meaning that the somewhat piece that you didn't talk with your people. And I see it so many times in the workplace where mm -hmm. managers, leaders, they come up with all of these great ideas and they're ready to implement, but they don't ask the people. Right. And so then they're like, well, I don't understand why the people don't feel recognized. Like, yeah. you know, like we have done all of this, we've given these incentives, but it's not what their employees wanted because they didn't take time to understand their needs. Same thing as in business. If you don't take time to understand your target audience's needs, 
then it doesn't matter how great your program is because I'm sure your program was great. <laughs> <laughs> totally. It, it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and so sometimes we can spend a lot of time by, you know, a lot of time that causes us in, in the long run that can be a failure. So I thought that was a very uh, great story in that whether you're a business owner or whether you are still working and, and you're in your career, it has the same thing, you know, as you are doing your getting ready and making all these ideas, don't forget about the people that you touch, whether that's your target audience or your employees. So that was a great lesson. So through your process of being an entrepreneur, do you have your own mentors or coaches or sponsors? Like what has helped you move the needle? So we talk, people hear a lot about coaching in the professional space. When people think about coaching, they often think of coaching for in a negative way, not necessarily, mm. you know, coaching for development to, to be better. But what what kind of resources do you have on your path and have they been beneficial? So do you have those mentors, coaches? Yeah, I mean, I always have a mentor. I think everyone needs a coach in a positive way, right? Someone to help you uh, work through your stuff to help you see your blocks to help you, you know, make progress. Because I think, you know, with um, anything, whether it's a business or a career or like a position, it's really hard to be objective with things that you're very close to. And especially if you're emotionally tied up in it, like you would be with a business or maybe just a career that you really love. And so I think a coach can do a really good job of just like helping you see that stuff. And I've had a coach pretty much since maybe the third year in my business. And I work with all kinds of coaches. I have multiple coaches. I have coaches that help me with business. I have coaches that help me with my mental and emotional stuff. I've had a womb coach, which was super fun. <laughs> I've had a leadership coach. Um, and yeah, I think it's just so important. Like I think investing in yourself is the safest investment that you can make. That's good. So and Christy also mentioned, as we were talking about programs, she's also uh, talking about products because mm. that's her business is more product based. So, yeah, you have to see what people want. Yeah. So your personal and professional development. So you talked about having coaches and, and probably some mentors on your path. What do you do? What do you do for your own learning? Because sometimes people think that they just you know, I'm, I'm, I just wake up and I'm just going to grow and, you know, not necessarily thinking you have to be intentional. So what are some things that you do for your personal and or professional development? So one big thing that's been really instrumental in my growth, and, and this is both like professionally and personally is breath work. Actually, it's something that I got into in early 2020. And the type of breath work I'm talking about is, is different than say what you do in a yoga class where you would maybe do like an intentional breath for a few minutes, maybe up to five. Um, what I do is like a deeper meditative breath work where I'm breathing and doing the intentional breath pattern for somewhere, sometimes upwards of an hour, like 45, 50 minutes. And it's really fascinating stuff because the breath can really help move a lot of energy and a lot of like stuck emotions in the body. And for me, 
in terms of personal development, it's really just about like working through my stuff and allowing myself to feel certain things that maybe I've been avoiding or repressing for many, many years. And I use that in like a meditative sense. And it's pretty cool stuff. Like I might be breathing and I'll just like burst out crying and this emotion will just kind of flood through me. And I'll have visuals like you, you almost get a little bit high, to be honest, when you do breath work, right? Um, there's a type of breath work called um, holotrophic breath work, where it's actually an alternative for LSD. Uh, so I'm not doing that. But you can go really deep into some very altered states with breath work. And I've just found it it's a really good way for me to face my stuff and become aware of what I need to deal with and figure out like, what are those emotions that I'm trying to avoid? Because these are the things that come up in my business, right? That mindset stuff is not just for new business owners. Um, and, you know, even for people who are in like the professional world, like you're going to experience the mindset stuff when you maybe enter a new position, right? Like you might still experience imposter syndrome and fear of failure and all the things that an entrepreneur would. And that stuff's all normal. It doesn't go away. You just kind of ha have to have better tools to deal with it. I still get imposter syndrome. I still feel scared. I still compare myself to others sometimes. That stuff comes up. But the difference between me now and me in my early days is the ability to not only recognize it, but thank it because it's really just, you know, your inner child trying to protect you keep you safe. And then being able to sit with it instead of avoiding the emotions. Cause I think a lot of people, when they feel stuff, they don't want to feel it and, um, they repress it or they avoid it or they distract. And what's been really instrumental for me is learning how to actually sit with it and be okay with it. And it's like, I'm feeling anxious right now. I'm feeling angry right now. I'm feeling jealousy, whatever it is. And it's okay. And I'm just going to allow it to be in the body figure out where does it live in my body? Is it in my throat? Is it my solar plexus, my head, my hips, knees, whatever. And then just being with it. And then I breathe into that space. And for me, that's been a really instrumental way for me to actually like start to move some of this stuff out of my body. And ultimately what I experienced is just a feeling of being lighter and a little bit more focused in what I do. Wow. I think that's interesting. That's why I love this show. And I love having so many different guests on and learn about all these different techniques that, that works for different people. So I think that's awesome. And that's an interesting concept of, of sitting with your stuff. So, you know, you heard it mentioned different ways, but I think, you know, sometimes we don't think that stuff comes up in our businesses or in mm -hmm. our careers some of those things from our past. So I think that's a very interesting concept that you bring up. So thank you for that. What about any books or anything? Are you a book reader? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I go through phases. I like binge it for a while and then I like, you know, focus on reality TV for a little bit. Then I'm like back to the books, enough reality TV. <laughs> What are some of your favorites or what's a, a one of one of your go-to like books or podcasts or? Yeah. So um, one of my mentors, her name is Ruby Furman. Um, she's amazing. Uh, you should have her on the show. And um, I worked with her inside a um, year-long coaching program in 2020. And she's just, she has an incredible story. She's an, an incredibly interesting woman. So I binge her podcast. I believe it's called Potent Truth. And she actually just recently uh, released a book um, last year, which is also called Potent Truth. And it, it's really all about 
kind of finding yourself and taking off the mask and stopping, like, don't pretend to be someone you're not and just embracing who you are and embracing, um, you know, leadership in a way that doesn't look down on people and isn't you being on a pedestal and talking down to people, but rather, you know, is on the same level and speaking your truth and impacting people in that way. Um, and so that is, that is an amazing book. It's an amazing podcast. Um, Ruby has been a huge part of my personal development and business journey. And then another book that I just binged recently, it's been a while since I've read a book where, you know, you just can't put it down and you're like thinking about it all the time. And it's called Levels of Energy by Frederick Dodson. And it's so interesting. It was written in the 90s. And it's all about kind of like the different energetic states and how you can kind of progress up these different levels to kind of like higher vibrational states. And it's very practical in that sense. But it also analyzes the world from a perspective of these energetic states. And it's fascinating because, you know, the past two years have been so crazy. It's just like from a psychology perspective, it's been so interesting to see, you know, what's happened and how people react and how people are, um, you know, kind of acting in the world. And I just, I feel like this book, like really just helped me understand the world <laughs> over the past two years from like a psychology and like energetic perspective. And that was just really interesting to me. Nice. So do you find that you get more of your development from more of a, like a reading or passive content or more so of in a program actively doing? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I definitely, reflection plays a lot of, a big role in my personal development. I spend a lot of time in nature and in the forest and I love to just walk in the forest and like hear the sounds of nature and be very reflective in that state. But I also need accountability and I also need to be pushed for sure. Otherwise, I think I do become a little bit passive and, um, you know, kind of non-observant of what's going on around me. So I do well with with both. And I definitely thrive in a coaching program where somebody's actually calling me out on my shit. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I would agree. I think I like both, too. Mm -hmm. Both. I like passive content. That's great. You know, I'm a, a reader, so I love to read or listen to books or listen to podcasts. But I do like that feel of being in a, a coaching program or mentoring community for that accountability and for that moving from just being a consumer of content to actually putting into action. So yeah. a lot of people consume, but when it comes to actually doing or being active, you see that there's a big turn, a big difference. Yeah. Yeah, it's so like the, the inspiration is, is the biggest part, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you talked a lot about, about being in nature and energy. So now I'm curious, like if, and we were talking about books. So if a book was to be written about your journey, your, your, your entrepreneur journey, what would it be called? And what would that summary say? Can I, <laughs> can I swear? <laughs> well, it depends. Can I say the, can I say the F word? <laughs> I'd rather you didn't. Okay. Oh, the, the book is called What the F. Okay. <laughs> is that, and I would say it's like, like the trials and tribulations of like creating like success and fulfillment and wealth through like the, what the actual F moments that I've encountered over starting mm -hmm. the business in the depths of like a, of a chronic illness, essentially. Um, and the whole time I was just like, 
WTF, like WTF, like, how do I do this? Why is this happening to me? Like, I don't get it. And so, yeah, that's, I think that would be the best. I, I also tend to swear a lot um, outside of the show. So <laughs> I think it would be very, very suiting. <laughs> and what would the summary say? I'm, I'm picturing that cover. Is that cover just got words on there that says, WTF or what the <laughs> F? <laughs> yeah, and like me, like deer caught in the headlights. Like, I don't, like, why? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> oh, that's, that's funny. Yeah. I'm sure it will be an interesting read. <laughs> <laughs> I may never write it, but we'll see. <laughs> you never know. And if you do, you said it here first on Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson. So if you all see that Kendra Perry has wrote a book, know that she said it here first. If she does, <laughs> you got it here first. <laughs> so Kendra, our time is almost coming to a close, but I want to make sure that our viewers can get and stay connected with you. So how can they get and stay connected with you or follow you if they're like, man, I, I'm, I'm really feeling what Kendra is saying. She's real. She, she uses her curse words, but then she has her energy and then she is, you know, active and I just love it. So I want to know more and learn more from her. So how can they do that? Yeah. So the best place to connect with me is on Instagram. That's typically where I'm hanging out and I do answer all my DMs. So if anyone has any questions or wants to just say, Hey, my handle is at Kendra Perry Inc. I also have a podcast. It's called the wealthy coach podcast. So for anyone who wants to build an online coaching business in the health and wellness, personal development mindset space, we talk about strategy. We talk about tech. We talk about woo woo stuff. We get weird. Um, <laughs> and we have fun. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my website is KendraPerry.net. So you have Kendra's social media. Make sure you go and check her out on her podcast. I'm sure she's going to have some interesting stories for you. And then you can go over to her website. But her social media of choice is Instagram. So if you're over on Instagram, make sure you get connected with her. So as we get ready to wrap up, I always ask my guests to give the viewers one or two tidbits that they can leave the viewers with that they can implement right away. So we are about action here and not just being passive listeners or passive consumers of information and content. We want you to be able to, to put some of this and to practice to be able to move forward in your business and or your career so kendra what would you leave the listeners or viewers with you know i think one of the best pieces of advice i've been given is simplicity scales and i say that to myself all the time because i think we always try to overcomplicate things right we try to make things difficult like even business we're like i need like 10 offers and i need all these funnels and you know and i'm sure the same thing could be said about someone who has a product-based business who, who or who's in the professional world we just we like to overcomplicate things but usually the best solution is the simple solution. And the more simple you can make something, the easier it is. And then the more time you can have for yourself to do the fun things in life. That was good. So simplicity scales, keep it simple. Mm -hmm. I know you all have heard that before. Keep it simple. 
right? Because yeah. <laughs> sometimes the more complicated it becomes, the more you plan out, you spend eight months planning out and spend all this money and ads and have this awesome program that nobody wants. Keep it simple, right? Yep. So that, yeah, I thought that was, that was awesome. I really, I'm really grateful for you, Kendra, and that you shared that story because mm -hmm. I have definitely been in that space of planning something out for a long period of time. And it was totally awesome to me. And I put it out there and I didn't have any takers. So that resonated with me. So thank you yeah. for sharing that. It's, it's rough. <laughs> it's rough <laughs> when that happens. It's rough. But I think like, I think everyone goes through it in like, you know, in entrepreneurship, right? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so Miss Diane said, thank you so much for sharing the tidbit. She definitely appreciates it. She says, I'm learning that now. Keeping it simple. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Keeping it simple. As we talked about earlier, she's in a product-based business. So, you know, as, as you just mentioned too, that you have to think about, you know, how many products do you offer, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 products. And it's still, you know, it's still true to the essence of your core, your business. Same thing with services that you offer. Yeah. I was there trying to offer a million services and really keep it simple. Offer your top two, three, one. Yeah, <laughs> on one. Are, right? one, is, one is the one. most simple. <laughs> right. One is enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have any questions if you are, are still on and you got a question and we have another uh, minute or two we can take that you could drop it in the chat if you have another question or so but Kendra this was awesome I am excited and happy that uh, you were able to join us all the way from Canada I'm here in Ohio Cincinnati oh so. nice oh I've so never been well, you are welcome. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> maybe one day, maybe one day. <laughs> well, again, thank you so much for coming and sharing with the audience. I really appreciate you sharing your nuggets. And I always get something from each and every mentor that I have. That's why this show is important because we bring mentors from all over with different viewpoints, different strategies. And it makes me think about different things in which I maybe wasn't thinking about before. So this was been this has been awesome. So thank you, viewers, for tuning in to this week's episode of Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson. Come back next week, same time, same channel, same place. I'll have another amazing mentor for you next week. Please share this broadcast out. If you have not shared it already, when you come back next week, invite a friend. You know, keep it simple, but it's better with friends <laughs> to keep you accountable too. So until next time, I hope you have a super amazing week. Thank you, friends, for tuning in to another episode of Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson, where Taiwana speaks with leaders who share nuggets of wisdom that you can use in your personal and professional life. Follow her on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Coach T. Wilson. Connect on LinkedIn or visit www.coachtwilson.com. And remember, in life, learn as much as you can, appreciate often, and lead fearlessly.